Right, yeah. And I've been reading, I've started a book that my buddy let me borrow called The Infinity Key? The Immortality Key. And it's about how religious uh, ceremonies and rituals, like way, way back in the day, were all basically powered by hallucinogenic drugs. Oh. See, so it's like kind of connecting. Like, I, I like drugs. I like, you know, learning <laughs> things. So it's like, dude, you make a connection between, like, you know. I mean, not that you're doing any illegal drugs at any time in your life. They're not illegal anymore. I live in California. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Drugs aren't illegal for me anymore, baby. And if I move to fucking Portland, I'll I can go do heroin and shit. Yeah. Can't wait. Which which is something you've always been complaining about when you were in Austin. Yeah. How many times did I say, like, dude, I would do it if it wasn't illegal? Yeah. Heroin being but, the, the main one. But you're you're our good little boy. You've never done anything against the law. Mm-mm. You know, almost to a fault. Yeah. I've I've uh, ratted you out a few times. You Yeah, you have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you didn't even help pay the bail or anything. I, I, I spent a good couple years in, in the clink. Yeah, listen, I understand that you were just trying to run into the store real quick, but you can't just park in a handicapped spot. Well, I mean, I didn't know. It was faded, okay, and the sign was broken. I didn't know, all right? And I didn't know that you had to pay the cashier every time you bought something. Yeah. I thought I thought you could just go in one time, come in the next time, be like, yeah, I'll pay for that thing I bought. Like, you know, I thought it was like it was like on good faith. Right, it was like a tab. Know? Yeah, yeah. I had like a tab open at the Seven Eleven, and I let you do it. I watched you. I was there with you. I let you do it, and then right when you walked out, you remember I like yeah, I'm, yeah. You didn't say anything. No. You called the police. It, I, we were in the car. The second I left the car, I saw you get on your phone, mm. which I now realize was the police because you knew that I was I was doing that stuff. You didn't even care to tell me. No, I mean you asked me who I was calling, and I said I'm calling my mother. Leave me alone. Yeah. I said, how's right. your father? I go, go talk to your father. I'm calling my mother. And then, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you deserve it, man. Like, everyone needs to experience that, you know? Yeah. Have you ever, I mean, it's... Have you ever stolen anything? Like, for real? Like, not from a store, but, like, just ever? Uh, yeah. There was one time I stole something from the gas station. You stole something? Uh, it was... It, really, it was just to do it. You know, just to do it one time. Just the thrill. You just had to get that hit. It was just a, it was just a chocolate bar, and I was strapped for cash, and I you know I just really wanted it, and I took it, and for the next month I didn't go anywhere near that gas station <laughs> because of how horrified I was, you know. And I I wish I I wish I could steal stuff more often, but my it's anxiety fun. gets the best of me, you know. It's 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 what the good citizen should do. Yeah, it's uh it's fun to steal. I I'd say that to kids all the time. I've never. S- I, Go ahead. I mean, no, like I know that on on Tuesdays you run a little. Uh, well, you call it a sermon mm-hmm. on on just like stealing, and which is weird because you love the law so much. You're, yeah, you're just ready to rat all these kids out as soon as they do it. Yeah, I I think I love the law a lot. I mean, the law is my mistress, but also yeah. even more, I like getting people in trouble. That's just so much more. You do. I get a lot out of and, that. And you keep like every other day you tell me I got I got 107 brownie points mm-hmm. and I I keep trying to tell you that like brownie points aren't real and you can't add them up. Uh but you you keep doing it. I mean the exchange you know? rate 100 brownie points is like 50 Lucas bucks. Yeah. You know, then I get to use that everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that that happens at most major retailers is you can use that yeah that's kind of like a yeah uh i i stole one thing my whole life yeah yeah i was like four years old and i remember it like this it's like it, that's how much it stuck with me because of how bad i felt i was leaving a friend's house when i lived in st louis and on the way out on the kitchen counter there's this little rubber little caricature or action figure of Bugs Bunny and he had like a little like a little stand on it you know so it was just kind of like it wasn't yeah, being, right yeah it wasn't meant to be played with it was like something that you put on the on the shelf and yeah. uh, I saw it and just like didn't even think twice about it as I was walking out just snatched it put it in my pocket 
came home. I was kind of messing with it, playing with it because you could kind of like pose it and all this stuff. And I remember my my parents asked me, "Where'd you get that?" And I said, "Oh, fucking Jimmy Gagoots uh, gave it to me." And they were like, "Oh, okay." And I just never told, I never told them that I stole it, and I felt horrible. Yeah, I mean that that I, that does, that's the kind of thing that you you kind of know the whole time is bad, mm-hmm. you know. Like no matter how young you are, it was a crime of passion, uh, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, what's your address again? Uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, Jimmy the the Dean. Jimmy, yeah, one, two, three, four. Jimmy the Dean. Yeah, uh, uh, Avenue Parkway. Avenue. Avenue. Yeah, yeah. Avenue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stole. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, apartment. Oh, you don't want to know the apartment? Okay. Uh, no, they'll just go through everyone. It's all right. It's sixty nine four twenty. Nice. Mm. How'd you snatch that? Uh, I it was some bullshit number before, and I just fucking changed the sign and put sixty nine four twenty <laughs> on my door. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you can. I did it. Well, it must be legal because you you know about every single law on, on this good green earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's legal. I changed yeah, I changed cool. the the uh, the street number. You know, it, it used to be some bullshit. And I was like one two three four. That's way easier to remember. And I spray painted yeah. over it. All right. Well, you'll be uh, you'll be getting a visit from uh, well, Jimmy Gagoots. Okay. His name was, I believe. Okay. Uh, he's an FBI agent now, and uh, he's coming with the squad. So hopefully, y'all can have a cool little reunion. Cool. Um, yeah. I found something in my pocket just now, and it's like, I, I don't. Is it the Bugs Bunny figure? I can't tell. I wish. <laughs> I can't tell what it is, but it smells kind of. It's like crusty, and it. Smells sweet, but for all I know, it's dog shit. Hmm. You you stuff a lot of dog shit in your in your pockets. I mean, when you're walking along the beach of California, I gotta you know I gotta pick up after my dog. Sometimes I don't always have somewhere to put it. Right. So I just I you know raw dog it into my pocket. Yeah. Right. Don't judge me. <laughs> no, hey, no judgment here. Okay. You know, as 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 lo- at least you're not eating it anymore. I sensed a little ju- I might eat this. It smells sweet. Huh? And it's got a good texture. It's kind of crunchy. I, I guess I can't physically stop you. It's just... I don't know. I don't know what that is. I'm, I'll taste it later. After the show. Alright. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the show, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Ear Buds Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. I am your co-host, Brett Hanrahan. Mm-hmm. Uh, with me, as always, is my bud, Lucas Indrakovs. Lucas, stuff that stuff in your pants, Indrakovs. Uh, we got another great episode for you this week. We got Cause I Love You by Lizzo. And, uh, Cause I love you. And bringing you this episode is the pod couple of oddcasts that's us uh which we look we've been trying that out for a while we're uh, embracing it finally and well honestly i don't know about it this week because someone oh, it, someone called us the, on me someone called us the odd couple of podcasts oh, that's and i i corrected them but i felt wrong correcting them yeah. so i don't know maybe the maybe the odd couple of podcasts maybe we could try that on again it's try on that hat that's fine it's old hat but we can try it on all right uh and i i brought the album this week i'm i'm a big fan of lizzo uh i almost saw her alive at acl alive uh, but i i almost saw her alive (laughs) at austin city limits uh but unfortunately i nearly passed out the day before and when we got there that day uh, there was so much dust that I was Ugh. literally unable to breathe. Dude, I have been there before. I remember um, the last time I went to ACL, I bought a bandana while we were there because I, I felt like I needed to cover my face with all the dust that was being kicked up by yeah. everyone. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. Yep. I, I've gone to ACL for six or seven years now in a row. Nice. Because, well, 
my for a while my friend had a booth and I would work the booth oh and hell yeah see the headliner uh, and then after that my mom would like my mom and dad would pitch in and kind of buy us all tickets uh, but this is that that last year I think 2019 or 2018 it's the last time I'm gonna go man I love it but I cannot go to it anymore it's too fucking hot yeah it's too many people uh-huh. it's just the park that that it takes place in maybe people might not know this is usually filled with grass usually it's usually just grass everywhere but when it, when acl comes through it all just turns into dirt it's pounded and that dirt gets kicked up you can't breathe there's no shade anywhere with shade is crowded with a hundred thousand people there are literally no it trees is, in that park there's there's like one tree and people just set up a picnic basket and a lawn chair yeah. under it and they just sit there all day yeah man <clears throat> that was kind of the same thing with me I, I went like probably four or five years not in a row but over the course of some time and yeah that last yeah. time was the last time for a reason uh yeah. it, it was it was bad dude i remember the next day like my eyes were like super puffy and my nose was all like stuffed and i'm just oh. like dude like what is the point of this plus like the artists that you, most of the artists that you really want to see, the bigger ones, are you see them from half a mile away. Yeah. The sound is delayed to the point where there's like a half second after the snare hits to where you hear it. Yeah, right. Like literally that far away. And then, you know, you're surrounded by a bunch of assholes. And you, they, water costs $12 a bottle. Oh, man. Uh, let me, like, I, I wisened up and I, I started bringing like a camel backpack every yeah, time I went. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, uh, one of the last days I went to ACL, I was drinking water constantly, constantly for for nine hours, and I never peed Holy once. Shit, you just sweated it all because out because I sweat it all out. Wow! So all you did was keep yourself at equilibrium, like you weren't even that hydrated. No, <laughs> you were just I was, replacing. I was just- when you go to ACL, you you have to survive. Yeah, you find you ha- find how to survive. It's crazy to me because I'm not paying eighteen dollars for a bottle of Dasani. And not just that, but it's crazy to me that uh, I think you can take in one empty bottle too. Like you can bring like a, a water bottle with you and to fill up because right. they have those stations. But it's crazy to me when you see people drinking out there, and you're just like, you no, must hate yeah, yourself. My- my sister my sister would always sneak in alcohol and it was like a fun little game because she would buy you know there were these like quote unquote tampons that yeah. weren't tampons but they were little flasks yeah. and uh there was suntan lotion called like like buzzy bee you know <laughs> and it was like it wasn't suntan lotion you just put vodka in it and it's like god dude man. i had sandals that had a flask in them <laughs> they were reef sandals and uh yeah the soul had a flask in it and i you know swear to god i brought in rum i think with me one year in my flask you know what what pissed me off too is that i think the year that i the last year that i went they started cracking down a lot more on bringing weed into the park and before it was super chill to bring weed right and they didn't really yeah. think anything up yeah they all of a sudden one year like I think a buddy of mine brought like five joints or something and and uh, and a pipe and they confiscated it in the front. And I used to work uh, at a coffee roaster and the, there was this guy that he was a sweet guy but seemed kind of like a burnout. You know, you could tell that he did like a lot of acid or something back in the day. Older guy, probably 50s or 60s. Sure. Sweet guy, but he would talk your ear off for like an hour while you're working. And he was a friend of the owner. So, you know, like... So, yeah, you can't really say anything. Yeah, and the owner would tell you as like as the guy was walking up to the to the roaster, he'd be like, George is coming. George is coming. Hey, guys, George is about to walk in. And everyone knew just kind of like disperse and look busy because if you gave him eye contact, he'd be like... Oh. And he'd just come up to you and start talking oh, to you. man. So, again, nice guy, but I remember him telling me a story. He He's kind of like an odd job dude, too. Like, he never like really had a job, but he would just do a bunch of random shit. So... One yep. of his odd jobs was working security at ACL. And he said that they would confiscate everyone's drugs and just do their drugs. 
Dude. And that really pissed me off. Like he Man. he said one year he confiscated a pipe and some weed. And uh, they were tr- they were like, fuck it. Like at the end of the day, they're like, let's smoke this dude's weed. Bullshit, right? And so they load a bowl and they're hitting it and they can't hit it. They're, it's like something blocking the bottom of the bowl. It's like clogged or whatever. So they take the weed out and they see that there's like a, like a black ball of resin at the bottom. So mm. they were like, all right, let's just... I don't know if you've ever smoked resin before. It's disgusting. Uh, no, I have not. Resin is the black shit that gets caked up in the bowl of, you know, when you're smoking weed, or the black shit that gets caked up like in a bong or something, you know, like in a pipe. And it's it's yeah. gross, but it'll get you high because it's it's just the tar resin leftovers of, of the weed that you smoke. So, like, it's oils and it's THC and all this stuff, but it is dirty. It's tar, you know? And, like, that is when you know that you're a stoner to the point where it's, like, unhealthy – you will smoke resin because you will have run out of weed and you can't find any and you're like you know what I have five pipes I can go scrape resin off the bowls and you kind of ball it up and it's like this black tar disgusting it it gets you high but it also gives you a really bad headache but hey you're fucking jonesing so you smoke it (laughs) so this dude found a little like ball of tar resin at the bottom of their pipe and they're like alright let's just finish this Like, and, and you can clear it out if you just keep smoking and keep hitting it so, like, let's clear this out, and then once it's done, then we'll load some weed and we'll actually, like, smoke something nice. So, him and, like, five other people or whatever, like, we're all passing around the pipe, like, trying to clear this resin and hitting it really hard. Like, you have to, like, hit it really hard to, like, clear it and, and yeah. get rid of it. Yeah. And within, like, ten minutes, like, they're trying – he said he's trying to load a bowl, and he's, like, kind of unable to, and his hands aren't working right, and he's just, like – Oh, Like, they kind of look at each other. They're just, like, dude, that resin was really fucking strong. And they're, like, yeah, like, what – like what did we actually just smoke and they realized that it was opium <laughs> oh shit in the bottom of that pipe ah. so someone brought a opium loaded pipe to ACL oh man and these motherfuckers tripped out on opium for hours thinking that it was weed and uh and in my head I didn't say this to him and I, but I was thinking that's what you fucking get well, yeah, I mean, I was thinking the exact same yeah, thing. You get what you it's like. Well, deserve. don't go smoking random people's pipes, dude. Yeah, don't confiscate my weed to then fucking smoke it later. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. Um. So okay, so you were gonna see Lizzo at Ace, at Austin City Limits, but yeah, I was gonna see Lizzo. Uh, but then I vowed to never go there again, Fuck. and I missed her. I think she was on day three, and it's it. In any case, I missed her. But man, I really wanted to see her because. Cause she she has these fantastic shows. I don't know how she would have done in the in the Austin Heat. I bet she would have uh, killed it. But I bet she would have. She would have killed it. You know, like if she if she was like one of the headliners. I think she was like second to last wow. in headlining when there's like four people left. Right. Yeah. Uh, she would have had a massive. Crowd I could be too. remembering wrong, but. But yeah, when it when it gets dark and stuff, that's a good time to drink. It is. And like, that's know, when it's that that's stuff. the only time it's comfortable to be at ACL. Yeah. Despite not, you know, you have to be a, a quarter mile away from the stage to to see the artist that you know you want to see. But yeah, you know, at least feels decent, and that's when yeah you can crack open like they sell like red wine and like they yep. sell you like a yep. big cup that will fit a whole bottle of red wine in it, and it's just like ugh, can you imagine drinking? Red wine in the Austin October heat, like that oh, sounds miserable. Yes. And then you're gonna do that for it, three days. It must work because people people do it. It's still there. People just abuse themselves, left. man. People will put themselves uh, through some shit. But how? Tell me how how drunk did you get uh, listening to this album? <laughs> Honestly, uh, not at all. But she. This is a, a good record, man. I I never... Oh, I, I'm so glad to hear the, that. The only thing I knew by Lizzo before listening to this stuff was uh, Where the Hell My Phone. You know that song? What? She had a... Like, um, I think it was Britney that showed me this song like years and years ago. Uh, she had a song called Where the Hell My Phone. <laughs> and I thought it was... She was kind of a joke, but she was funny. And, and the song's like, Where the Hell My Phone? Where the Hell My Phone? How am I supposed to get home? Where the hell am I phone? <laughs> and it's just a drunk girl at the end of the night can't find her phone. 
And it's, right. it's a, it was a funny song. I haven't heard it in like five years, but I, I remember thinking like, okay, that's kind of, that's cute. That's funny. And, and I thought she had a good attitude. So I never really listened to her since, but I've, I mean, obviously she's blown up since then. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. So I see her all over the place, but I never really listened to her music. I, I knew that she could play flute, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. But man, the opening track really blew me away the first time I heard it because I had no idea she could sing. Really? Yeah, I thought she was just a rapper. Oh man, no, yeah, dude. She she can belt it and she has an amazing she does, voice. She she belts it for most of this record. Yeah. She has a really, really good voice. And I and I had no idea going into it. Yeah. I I heard I think I heard like juice from this album and that mm. was about it. And so it was really cool going into this record and just like the first thing that happens as soon as you hit play I'm crying and then some bombastic so cool it's like almost it's almost rocking you know with these these horns and this kind of like trap beat and it's just it's just very epic and then she has that classic um you know, hip hop verses on that song that, that has a little the yeah. blink, blink, blink. Never blink. been in love before. What the fuck are fucking feelings, yo? Blink, blink. The very simple piano line uh, yeah. kind of reminded me of uh, Amy Winehouse at times. Yeah, a little bit. I was getting like Amy Winehouse vibes on that song, and and yeah, it was a very pleasant surprise. Like I thought I was gonna go into it just thinking like you know female empowerment, um, braggadocious hip hop female you know, female hip hop singing music, whatever. I don't know why it was so hard for me to say, but uh, <laughs> that opening track, like really, I was just like, it got me even more excited to listen to the rest of the albums. Cause I, Cause I really, really love, cause I love you like that. Her voice is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And she knows it. She knows it, dude. She has, I, I told you last time when you were talking about listening to this record, like her attitude is so sexy to me. She also just has this charisma about her that you can't like. It's you infectious. Can't hate her. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's just so like she's she seems like she's having so much fun with it, and she believes every word she's saying. Mm-hmm. She doesn't take herself too seriously. You know, she can be goofy about it, uh, but just she has this just mag this maximum confidence about herself that I don't know where she learned that. Ugh. Uh but I'd like to go wherever wherever she realized that, I'd like to I'd like to figure it out yeah, too. Yeah, I'd like to go to that school, man. If if we're all as confident as Lizzo is, we'd be we'd all be killing it in life, you know? <laughs> and that's the thing too, like you realize that confidence really does um trick people into um it's not. I mean, a trick is a is a maybe a harsh way to put it, but like if you're confident, you will people will find you attractive. Confidence is attractive, right? Uh, I mean, too much into being like egotistical, right? Is is a little, but you know, it it seems like Lizzo is a little egotistical, right? But in a in you a can't playful be this confident, way. but yeah, in a playful way, she could still kind of poke fun at herself. Yeah. She can still kind of get goofy and not take everything so seriously she's confident and she's and she can be playful and like maybe make fun of herself a little bit or or maybe just not take herself that seriously and uh and it's it is infectious man it, it's the same thing as like uh no name where you you listen to her music and you're just like god i just want to i want to be that cool like lizzo just seems fucking cool as shit right yeah i i feel like if i i don't think I'd be able to talk to Lizzo in person. Though. It'd be intimidating, right? I feel, it'd be intimidating. But she seems she, like she'd I be so she would warm and welcoming. Like, I feel like she would like totally lead the conversation and like, you know, just be everywhere talking to like eight people at once. Mm-hmm. And she'd probably make you feel know. really good about yourself. Is that is the feeling I get? <laughs> and she'd probably yeah, fucking hit yeah. on you and make you feel awesome. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's you know that's what I imagine when I'm alone and I got some time to myself. Me too, man. Uh, honestly, like this, I I feel I, I follow this guy. I mentioned him before on a on a previous episode. His name's DJ Academics. I follow him on on Instagram, and he's kind of like the TMZ for rap. And 
he'll post photos of Lizzo all the time, like those kind of risque photos that she takes of herself. And he's mm-hmm. doing it tongue in cheek because his captions will be something, something like, you know, what do y'all think of our queen Lizzo? Uh, you know, like is she the baddest in the game right now or not? Nah? And the comments are just so fucking mean, man. And are they really, they're really, really mean? Like the comments that these guys oh, leave man. are just like disgusting. Take this down. I don't want to look at this. Blah blah. And I'm just like, look at you, motherfucker. Like, what are you a, a like? You know, oh, you're so goddamn attractive that you can't look at this beautiful person and and just accept them for who they are. You got to like be an asshole about it. And it just really bothers me. And it makes me like her more. Yeah. Like she doesn't deserve <laughs> well, cause that. Because I bet she's probably been facing that stuff her whole her life. Her whole fucking right? life, man. And, you, and she and doesn't so she's seem probably, uh, callous about it, you know? No, she. I think she's fought it tooth and nail her whole life. And she's learned to, She she's built up the strength to kind of, you know, ignore what what people say say like that and just kind of be be herself, you know. But blame blame it on the juice, man. Blame it on the juice. Good song. <laughs> Good song. I feel like um, juice. That part where she goes, yeah, yeah, e, yeah, 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 yeah. That I think. When I first heard it, I don't know if you remember this song. You probably don't remember it by name because I had to look it up. But it's a, a singer in the 90s called Crystal Waters. She had a song called Gypsy Woman. And it kind of, it was kind of monotone, but she would be like, uh, She woke up in the morning and she's homeless. Yeah, she's homeless. And, it, and the chorus was la da dee, la da da, la da dee, la da da, la da dee. And I'm just like, oh shit, like Lizzo's calling back that song. And I thought that was really cool because I used to love that song when I was a kid. And do you, do you really think that? Or like, because I mean, it's I ju- mean, probably just an ad lib vocal thing. Okay, well, here's the thing I looked it up because I was like, there, she has to be like homaging or, you know, spoofing it or something. And I looked it up, and actually, she has been accused by this other singer called CC. Um, oh man, what what's her name? CC Peniston. And she, CC Peniston, has accused her of ripping that off from her. And her song was uh, finally was CC's song in the nineties. Uh, finally, it has happened to me. I found a new face and I just cannot hide it. You know that song? Another kind of no. dance song from the great fucking song. Um, and in this song, she legitimately like a little interlude part. She legitimately says several times, "Yeah, yeah, e." In the song, <laughs> in the same way, "Yeah, yeah, e." And the song, the beat will just kind of keep it. She only says it once, and so Lizzo has been accused of ripping that off. And uh, and honestly, like Juice was. One of my top songs, not Choice Nug, but one of my top songs because of that part. I love the yeah, 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 yeah. So good. And it's like so catchy. And I love the very like late 80s, early 90s dance music that they use for that song. And yeah, the synths are very 80s pop. Super, super, super catchy chorus, you yeah. know, and and the I love the, the guitar throughout the whole song that has like a lot of like chorus or flanger on the guitar. Mm hmm. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It was. And I, I've noticed that on this record, um, she goes all over the place from like hip hop to, you know, '90s dance music to um, kind of trappy at times. But then there's some songs that almost sound like a Prince song from like the the '90s. Like a lot of '90s. Mm-hmm. A lot of '90s feels. Yeah, a lot of '90s influence. There's a, there's like one or two kind of waltzy songs on here, like Jerome. Yeah, Jerome's a good one, man. And uh, you know, like lingerie, where which is one of the rare moments where she kind of brings it down. Yeah. Uh, which is kind whatever. of a weak ending to the yeah. record. Yeah. I mean, I I wish she had put lingerie like somewhere in the middle to kind of break right. up, because this whole album is like hype and energetic, and let's you know it's very danceable, very like get stupid and sing along. It's a great, like, I'm sure a lot of people listen to this album uh, on their way to go out. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, this is such a, like, get get all the girls excited to go to the fucking club. Yeah. Uh, It feels like it. Yeah, yeah, I think, like, 
to me, it's it was a very like classic thing that she did where she ended the record with a ballad type of slow song, which used to be the case on almost every record. Like, mm. put the slow song at the end. You know, if someone made it to the very end of the record, that's where we'll kind of throw in the ballad. And I used to love that when I was younger. I used to, like, I, I love that albums kind of ended on this, like, low note a little bit. And the older I get, the more I like when albums end really strong and, <laughs> like, give you a really good, like, hard-hitting song to end it with. Like, leave an impression, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like there are so many songs that are like that that she could have ended it on. Totally, dude. But, you know, whatever. It's It It didn't impede my enjoyment of the album. Or no, not at all. I mean, this is a great hip-hop slash pop record. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's, it's a great pop record that kind of integrates hip-hop and rap and trap in places that you wouldn't kind of expect it. Like like at the very beginning, that very first song when they're... It seems like kind of a very, I don't know, orchestral epic thing, but there's kind of a trap beat and like a trap yeah. hi-hat in the background that makes it that even like that much cooler. Yeah, yeah you know something yeah. like that yeah for sure yeah i mean and even in like jerome like that same thing kind of comes back that that trap hi-hat in this waltzy kind of uh and it's just it's a very cool combination of moods i think yeah it's it the first half of the record um really kind of it's just all so energetic and it keeps you into it like there's again like this is like the first half of this record is really great songwriting really catchy choruses great vocals great verses uh and really fun to sing along to even though it's kind of weird for me to sing along to it at times like as a man (laughs) where she goes like you know i don't want to yeah, I don't necessarily want to sing along. I love that song, Like a Girl. Fucking great song. Um, yeah. But I forget which song it is. It might be on that one where she says, like, I make these boys get on their knees. And I'm just like... Yeah, what's I, wrong with that? Well, I want to sing along, but, I, you know, for me to say I make these boys get on my get on their knees is a little bit of a different commentation coming from me. You know? Well, look, if you can't make the boys get on their knees, I don't know what kind of man you are, you know what I'm saying? Jesus, I was like... That's like toxic masculinity right there, <laughs> <laughs> in a sense. But hear me out, Jerome. Is that not creep? That music in it, creep. Yeah, by Radiohead. That is creep. I don't. I don't know, man. It's creep. I think it's. I, I don't see that at all. Well, you're you'd be wrong. It's okay. I think it's great, but that is the mel- that is the the melody of creep. You can sing creep to it. You think you think Lizzo is is like stealing ideas from Radiohead? You I think Radiohead's one of Lizzo's influences. I don't think stealing. I think Radiohead was an influence on the person who wrote that song, which was actually the ex ambassadors wrote the music for that song. Oh really? Yeah. So I think they were definitely influenced by Creep, which Creep rips off another song too. Like, you know, Radiohead has been accused of that. But I looked it up, and Lizzo does like Radiohead. Like, there's an article about like Lizzo's favorite Radiohead album, and she mentions huh. OK Computer. And guess what song is on OK Computer? Not Creep. Creep's on it, buddy. That's on Pablo Honey. Uh. uh <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but clearly she listens to Radiohead, all right? Right. So and if you listen to Radiohead, you've heard Creep. You know Creep, least. for sure. Man, Pablo Honey's a great fucking record. Whatever, man. Whatever. Hey, I'm not I'm not throwing any shade or anything. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> when I listened to it, I was just like, oh. And then, also on that song, the, yeah, is, like, from Kanye, I think. The yeah? Yeah, the yeah, the yeah samples. Yeah. Thing, like. I think that's Kanye. I thought that was just like her producer or whatever. Well, you know, it's again, it's like nothing's original, right? Like you can, if you go down 
enough the, down the rabbit hole. Like you're going to find someone else that did the exact same chord progression and had the same ideas that you did right. and everything. And yeah. it's, and it's not necessarily uh, music plagiarism, but it is just kind of like, you know, I mean that, that part in, in Jerome, which by the way is one of my choice nugs. Oh, I love, I, you know, Jerome. I kind of, I kind of thought that might be one of them when yeah. I heard it. I love Jerome. It's her vocals are amazing on it. Um, the yeah it's it's super it's very personal lyrics you know yeah i i love the like the rhythm of the verses where it's just kind of very like like it seems like very basic but for some reason she how she like kind of emphasizes each note yeah and like i know that you know, practice takes patience. Patience takes practice. But uh, girl, let me have this, Jerome. Oh, get it, boy. I just, I just love it, man. I love the way she flows in a lot of these verses on these songs. Yeah, yeah. Jerome was a standout to me, and I don't usually go for for songs like these. But again, like her, her voice just took me there, man. And the music reminds me of Creep. So I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> yep. It was like it was weird. I was just like, is this like a creep sample plus sampling? Like Kanye's like yeah thing that he used to do. Uh, I forgot which song that was, but uh, I heard a lot of other songs on these songs, and Jerome was one of them. And that one just stood out to me. And the horns on Jerome were great. Like towards the end, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. She that song just felt mm-hmm. and and it's kind of a through line on the whole record. Um, that her lyrics are pretty personal and there's not a lot of superfluous kind of, um, you know, there, uh, most of her lyrics have substance. There's not a lot of like just stuff that she wrote because it sounds cool or stuff that she wrote because it just worked with the line or whatever. Like, it seems like everything was very honest is the way it is a way to put it. I think, I think the songs could be a little, I don't know, you know, you, you expect a pop album like this to have a lot of kind of cheesy love songs and stuff. Yeah, just vapid, you know. Yeah. Hit me, but, baby, but one she, more time. She makes everything her own and everything she talks about is is like her experience with it and her point of view. And she has a lot of empowerment songs, which could very easily be very cheesy and I think some of them are, uh, yeah. but it's just hard not the way to. the way she does it, you know, it just like I still love it regardless. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to to give her too much shit over like the cheesier parts because even if it, even though there are some like of those empowerment lyrics that could come off as like kind of cheesy or just played out or whatever, uh, she's so honest in her delivery of it mm-hmm. that. I don't mind cheesy when it's honest. Right. You know? What was, uh, so, uh, yeah, Jerome was one of mine. What was one of your, uh, your choices? Uh, one of my choices was Heaven Help Me. Heaven Help Me. Which is the second to last song on the album. Okay. Uh, and I honestly, like, the first time I went through the album, I didn't expect it. Because I didn't remember much about this album. I hadn't listened to it in a while. But, like, I love the energy throughout this song. The way she does the verses, the the chorus is super catchy, you know. If love ain't dead, I'm kill us, cause kill me. Heaven help me. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Great emotional delivery in her in her vocals. That whole yeah. song, just like more charisma, as always. It's just something that I can groove to, man. Yeah. I uh, but it, personally, I didn't like it too much. No. No. I, I'll be totally I love, honest. I love the bouncy piano and the dun, 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 dun. and it's not the most like layered or produced song on the on the record. That is, that's kind but, of where it lost me a little bit. I felt like the music in the second half of the record was um, not as original. This felt mm-hmm. like more of like a traditional pop song, but it has that great trappy beat. Like you said, like little snare stuff going on and uh, I love where she instead of saying like you think you got me hypnotized she said you think you got me dickmatized I love that 
That's iconic. <laughs> it's iconic. And her playing the flute at the end is super cool of Heaven Help Me. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I love the little bits of guitar throughout this record. Yeah. They you pepper know, it like, in really nicely. I think in the in the bridge of Heaven Help Me, there's just a, just a little bit of some distorted electric guitar that's just doing a little... And it just adds on to the song. But, like, it's it's definitely Lizzo that wins me over on this one. Yeah. Like, you could tell she's just going off. The flow, the... Yeah. Like, super catchy, and it's it's hard not to bop your head to that. And, it, and I thought it was kind of interesting how they had a little switch up at the end. You know? Where you get past the uh, that last chorus and it kind of goes to her, I guess, like crying over mm-hmm. some, some organ. And yeah. then a whole other, like, a whole other vibe comes in. And she does this, like, last little verse. Yeah, almost like... It almost sounds like she's not even really going to the beat. On that last part. <laughs> but it's like a very like straightforward kind of trappy beat with this church organ. So you're yeah, getting that and church And you know, vibe, you, know you, love, you know I love me my organ. Dude, I, I, I do too. And I, I definitely dig when uh, hip-hop artists bring in uh, church vibes to, oh, yeah. to their music. Um, oh, yeah. And that's, that's, a good, that's a great way to end it. I love the flute. You know I love me some flute. Yeah, yeah. So that, that kind of... I would say Heaven Help Me on the second half of the record is my favorite song on the second half, for sure. Okay. For sure. And so you you like the first half a lot better than the second half. Does it does the first half end at like crybaby or It ends at tempo. It ends at tempo. Yeah. So is tempo on the first half or the second half? I would I mean, there is how how many songs are on this record? Uh uh eleven. Eleven and tempo is number seven. So it's a little more than halfway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. dude, I mean, how am I going to hate on Missy Elliott? I mean, how can you hate on Missy thing, Elliott, man? man? And you, you get, know you Missy get, was a huge influence on Lizzo. You get two features on the album. One of them is Gucci Mane, which is like, you know, whatever. It's a bullshit but feature. Like, I, I you get like Missy to do a, do a pretty long verse on your song, dude. And a great verse, a funny verse. Yeah, an iconic, like, a verse only Missy could do. Yeah, tempo. Get it in on the curve. On the curve. I love that so much. I got much. the curves. And it sounds like a Timbaland beat. It Well, it, it kind of sounds like a Missy beat. Yeah, you and, know? and Timbaland did all her music as far as I know. Yeah, he, right. Like that shit's iconic, dude. Missy is fucking iconic. To get her on a record and to, to get her to write a legitimately great verse, it's such a huge get. I'm sure she was like, you knew she was psyched. Like she even said, like right before Missy starts going, she goes, "Missy," like she had to <laughs> announce it. She's like, "I got this fucking girl on my song." She's like, like "I've been waiting for this one." Yeah, dude. And I, I it sounds like a Missy Elliott song. Uh, the chorus, Ugh. the only thing is the chorus doesn't feel like a chorus on tempo. And that's my main criticism for the second half of the record is the chorus is felt like verses. They don't stand out a lot. And no, no they don't. And, and it, it bugged me a little bit. I think um, it was starting after tempo was the first one that I was just like, the chorus doesn't feel like a chorus. And that kind of was the theme for the rest of the record. Yeah, well, I they did. It's like they kind of dropped most of the music whenever the chorus came in. Slow songs of a skinny hose, came, you know. Yeah, and uh, it, it bugged me a little bit. But I thought that was a cool. I thought that was a cool thing to do. Kind of change the dynamics of, you know, what you would usually do in a pop song, where you blast in all the instruments for the chorus, make it the most explos- explosive moment. But tempo was a very different mood for the entire album. Yeah, the the. Tempo, the the chorus reminded me of the Whisper song by the Yin Yang Twins. <laughs> like, it did kind of drop a little bit. And I dug it. I dig that. But um, it was, like, exactly how I feel. Better in color. I think yeah. those two songs had really lingerie. weak choruses. Lingerie had a kind of a weak chorus. Um, yeah. 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 I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I cannot hate on Tempo. Tempo and um, Juice were two very close oh, choice nuts. Yeah. They were they were very close to, to taking the, the second spot for me because Jerome was was a clear one for me. Well, why don't you tell me what that second one was, you dang dingus? Because I love you. 
Oh, my man. What a way to start an album, man. I'm crying. Because I, I love you. It just comes in so hard. Love that vocal. Love her voice on it. Her voice is amazing on that song. Love the horns. Like I said, it reminded me of a Amy Winehouse type of like neo soul feel mm. to it. Uh, I love the what the fuck are feelings, yo. <laughs> like, man, I I knew you would love this first song. I was almost I was almost scared because I thought you'd be disappointed by the rest of the record. Uh, you know, it, when it went into like a girl. That's when I started getting a li- even though like a girl is a great song. That's when I started getting a little concerned because that is such because I love you is just such a strong opener. Her mm. voice is inc- the like high thing. Yeah, she, yeah, oh yeah. my god, it's beautiful and the music is so bombastic and like layered. And you have this neo soul thing with a trap beat underneath it. It is so original. Uh, that high note gives me fucking goosebumps when I hear it. Like, oh, yeah. Literally, like, sure. makes the hairs on my neck stand up. And how she, like, puts some of that grit in her voice yeah. when she does it. Her, her, it's just, uh, I just, I love it. I love it so much. It's, it's hard not to sing along to it. Oh, man. You know, and because I love you, it's just such a, I didn't want to, it was, I was fighting my internal feelings <laughs> of wanting to make this a choice now because I was just like, well, yeah, the first song is supposed to be like the one that really grabs you, you know? And, and, and it's like, well, fuck, they did it right, man. If you started this album with any other song on this record, like if you started this album with like a girl, I, it would, I would be upset. I mean, it, it's, I, I think they definitely made it to be the opener. Right. Right. It's not like it's not like she made it and they were all like, "All right, where do you think we're going to I don't know, where do you think we're going to Like, I think it was always destined to be the first song that comes out, starts with her belting it out, explosive music coming in, mm. those verses, those iconic ass verses. Yeah, dude. You know? And just like her in it kind of like breaks the mold a little bit while staying mm-hmm. in the mold because she talks about how she never really was into love, which is not something pop stars talk about but like right. now this this one person has kind of made her a believer and it's like i don't know it kind of like it's a different perspective than you would get from other people i guess yeah it sounds like um she's dealing with the fact that she's like oh no i'm i actually care about someone now you know like i'm crying <laughs> yeah, because almost, i love you and it's, it's almost regretful like, fuck yeah because man once you once you buy in you really love someone like the fear of losing that is real you know and mm-hmm. and um, that's what i got from that she's just like well now great motherfucker you made me love you and now i'm like in love with you and scared to lose you and i've never had this she like protected herself from that emotion or that vulnerability maybe in the past yeah. and yeah yeah man because uh, i love you is just such a great song and that is something that is going to go on playlist that is something i'm going to listen to all the time oh yeah that and yeah. jerome those two songs are just like going to be on rotation for me all the time. I am not going to feel any sort of um, insecurity or, you know, worried about my masculinity or anything, putting that around my, my boys, you know, like turning that song on around my boys. I'm like, if y'all don't recognize the musical genius of this song, then like, I don't give a shit. Nah, man, you shouldn't be hanging out with people that look down on you because you're listening to music like this, you know? Yeah. For sure. Like you don't you don't need those haters in your life. You don't need those haters being your friends. It's it's hundred percent true, man. It's the same thing as like when back in the day my one of my best friends told me that he loved Lady Gaga and I fucking judged him for it. And I'm just like, really? Lady Gaga? Like Jesus dude. Like cause we came from punk and metal. Right. You know, and then you're telling yeah. me you like Lady Gaga now and Justin Timberlake and I I've I'll be the first one to admit that I I judged him and thought like what the fuck is going on with, with this guy? And then Dude, I go back and I, I listened to Born This Way by Lady Gaga, that whole album last year, and it's incredible. Yeah, I I was the same way for most of my life. Like, I did that when uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion came out, and my friend was like, it was it's like one of her f- favorite albums. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, Carly Rae Jepsen, ugh, this is a pop scene. But, like, 
I listen to that album and it's good, man. It's just fun. Yeah. And it's like you just gotta kind of get over yourself sometimes. I think a big know? thing too that I had to get over is like that they that a lot of these pop stars don't write their own music. A lot of them do, but a lot of them don't. And it's like right. Lizzo didn't write these songs. She might have written the lyrics. She might have written the melodies and stuff like that, but she's not writing this music. I, and even if she didn't, well, I feel like there's no way she didn't write the lyrics. I would, I could, uh, I'd be really but, surprised if she didn't. But even if she didn't, she made the lyrics her own and she performed these songs. Yes. You know, it's, it's, she made these songs hers. Yes. Even if she didn't write them. Totally. 100% agree. Ugh. And, uh, man, it's, it's, I'm still kind of on the fence about my choice nug. I was thinking maybe for a second cry baby. Cause I loved the kind of funkiness of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, uh, it sounds like a Prince song. Yeah. And, and how that, in fact, I don't need to apologize. Like, I love that part. The melody's great. Uh, I was thinking tempo for a little bit. But really, it's because it's it's between because I love you and juice. Yeah. Uh, and God dang it. You know, I might I might just pick juice. It's great just man. because it's so catchy and danceable. And it makes me want to just like uh, just like groove out and sing along. I can't help myself from singing along to it. Uh, it's got that line like. Got so much sauce, got a girl looking like Ragu. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. She, it ain't my fault if you're not giving it little juice. It's great, dude. Uh, it's super, super catchy. But, God, I, I also love Because I Love You, but I think I think this one might, this is my other Narnug. It's, it was uh, a close close one for me, man. Yeah. And I love uh, like, the the second half of the chorus that uh, like the little synth thing that they put in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right. So great, so eighties. Uh, like love it. Oh yeah, it's very eighties inspired. That that opening synth is so completely eighties. Uh, it's got that yeah yeah ye. Love it. Yeah 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 yeah. It's little Blame moments like that that. And like, will make me like a song, even if I don't like anything else on the song. It's little <laughs> moments like that that I'm just like, dude, I'll, I'll latch onto that shit. And I'll just oh, sing, yeah, yeah, just dancing around my kitchen. I'm just like, that is enough for me to to like that song. Yeah. Uh, and and setting aside the amazing production, which is pretty much across the, this whole record, the, the production is just top notch. Right. Yeah. yeah. In a, in the, the the verses, oh, I love the part where when I'm shining, everybody wanna shine. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so it's like she does it. She delivers that line so cool, you know. Heard you say I'm not the baddest bitch you line. Ugh, she's great, dude. It's just, ugh, it it just makes me makes me want to get up and shake shake my shake my movie parts, shake my jiggly parts. <laughs> And I think that's what she would have wanted. I think that's what she's going for. Uh, so yeah, juice, juice, my narnug. Uh, I think, I think, I also think juice would be like the song to introduce to someone who's trying to get into this. But, but, I mean, it just seems like the most like, like accessible dance, energetic. It's mm-hmm. got the catchy yeah yeah It's got the catchy chorus. I don't know what the juice is. Maybe I don't want to know, you know. But I know I got it. I got the juice. Yeah, I, I want to drink the juice for sure. I would say juice or soulmate are two are the soulmate. Yeah, soulmate is I think is a a great introduction to Lizzo. I think it might be the most like. I think it's the most trap-influenced song on the record, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the most trap-one and super poppy. Super poppy. Like, look in the mirror like, damn, she the one. Like, when that that busts out, dude, uh, that's like... Yeah. uh, Like, super, super self-loving. Right? I feel like that's a big theme with Lizzo. 
yeah self-love and accepting yourself and and uh yeah and it's and it does like combine the trap and the pop like just so seamlessly and almost uh like a tropical house a little bit to it you know yeah it's kind of got those little right little little synths in the back yeah the little pan synth thing going on the little twinkling thing yeah uh, I would say those two. I'm gonna I'm gonna go soulmate. I think soulmate's a great introduction for Lizzo. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess we'll I guess we'll just go ahead and rate this dang thing. Let's rate this dang thing. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm I think I'm gonna give it like a seven point six. Woo! Strong. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's like. I mean, it's you definitely. I think you definitely got to be in a mood to get stupid. You gotta be in a mood to dance. You gotta be in a mood to just like lose yourself. This is not an album to listen to when you're like in a in a impatient mood and like kind of when you're moody. Unless you're trying to get yourself in the in this in this zone. Yeah, you if know? you're trying to get out of a mood, I could see her doing that for you, you know. But it's it's such an enjoyable album. I think it's it could be accessible to a lot of people if they you know, even people who don't usually like pop, I think will like at least one or two songs on this album. You know, if they just kind of shed their their pretense about pop and, and, and all that, you know. For sure. For sure. I, I think uh, there's a lot for a lot of people on this record. Yeah. Is it, it offers a, a lot. Yeah. Um, 7.6, man. Strong. You, you fucking like this record. I, I love this record, man. I can't I can't wait for her next one. And she didn't even have some of her most popular singles on here. She didn't even have boys, you know. Yeah, those came out I on the deluxe. Like skinny boys, inner city boys, inner city boys. Yeah, you know? that came or, out on the deluxe uh, edition. What was that? What was that other big hit she had that that wasn't on this record? I don't even know. Um, okay. Oh God. Okay. Let me go to her thing, <laughs> real quick. Uh, good as hell. Oh, I know that one. Feel good as hell. Yeah, that's a great down, song. Down. Check my nails, baby. How you doing? Feeling good. You know, and, yeah, that's a good one. And she even, you know, she's got an album called Lizzo Bangers, which she doesn't like to talk about for some reason, which has some great songs on it too. She doesn't I like to talk about it. Uh, well, she doesn't acknowledge it. <laughs> that's odd. And and I don't think she plays any any songs from it ever. That's weird. But, but it's got some good stuff on it. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I uh. This would have gotten a, a, a seven or above for me if that second half of the record, like after tempo, is just it just really dropped off for me. Um, weaker choruses, choruses are indistinguishable from the verses, um, and I felt like the to me it, it felt very much like they front loaded the record in a good way. Like the first seven songs on this are like all fucking fire, all bangers, They're bangers, all yeah. really really good, um, and because of that. You know, I like seven out of eleven songs. Uh, I'm gonna give it like a six point five. All right. And okay. And I will say, man, in those first seven songs, four of those are gonna be on constant rotation for me. Yeah, boy. Yeah. And the other Let's ones, go. I will never get tired of. Like, like a girl, soulmate, and crybaby. Even though they're not my mm-hmm. favorites, I will never be upset if if those songs are on. And you know, I. I, I get the feeling that even if someone put on like I don't know better in color or uh, heaven help me it's not like you would protest no not at all I mean better in color I will say I did not like oh there's nothing about that song that I enjoyed but Dang. again I'm not uh, yeah if someone just puts on this whole album and plays it all the way through I'm gonna like I'm gonna have fun I mean it's it makes you want to dance, man. It puts you in a really good mood. Like a girl mm. is so fucking fun to sing along to and to dance to. Yeah, it's so good, man. And and I and I love that. Like a girl is gonna trigger a bunch of fucking weak ass men that that <laughs> for some reason get offended and get upset by that song. I, I that is one reason why I like it because I'm like <laughs> I know this is gonna piss people off. Like all these dudes that got upset about like WAP or WAP. Or whatever. Yeah, wow. Give me a fucking break, dude. Like, two women can't talk shit about how sexy they are and how much they like sex and how much they enjoy being sexual and having, you know, like, a wet pussy and everything. Like, who fucking cares? 
it's just they, it's just such old values. It's yeah. That, oh, that wait, some people hold. This on is so to. unladylike. Oh, you can't talk about this. And it's so hypocritical. So hypocritical. Listen to you know songs about dudes like her whole town yeah. getting broken pussy. Yeah, make know. that pussy wet like front like Billy Ocean or you know whatever. It's just like <laughs> Frank Ocean. Like, uh, no, it's like Billy Ocean. What, what what's his song? Uh, uh, I don't know. It is a song that you know people have referenced that it's like talking about wet pussy or whatever. But it's just like come on, right. man. Like that that was so ridiculous to I me. Mean, even like rappers that I that I semi respect were upset by that song, like Snoop Dogg. And I'm like, give me a fucking break, dude. The amount of times that you talk about misogynistic, sticking your dick into everything, yeah. calling women bitches in every other fucking song, and you can't handle two sexy-ass, powerful females talking about their pussies and being proud of that shit. It's just like, give me a break. So that's I like that Like a Girl is just like, we're going to run it like a girl. Like, I'm going to run for president, and I'm going to put some estrogen in it, and I'm going to do this and this and this, mm-hmm. and it's just like, yeah, dude, mm-hmm. weak-ass, bitch-ass men. Like, I hope y'all get upset by that. I mean... Th- they're they're gonna get they're gonna have a aneurysm listening to this. Um, yeah, exactly, dude. And that's that's Which part of the reason could. I love it. Yeah, that's part of the reason great. I love it, man. Um, shit, dude. Yeah, this was a great record, man. Thanks for recommending this. I I probably wouldn't have listened to Lizzo had you not uh, wanted to talk about it. I'm glad, man. I'm glad you liked it. I was I was I was on the fence of was oh god, like is he gonna think this is too much? Like is he? I mean, I love Lauren Hill. I love Cardi B. I love Megan Thee Stallion. You know, it makes sense that I would like Lizzo. Yeah. And Lizzo seems well, almost like, compared to Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, Lizzo is almost like on the Lauren Hill aspect of like the more um, subdued, you know, kind of uh, positive thing rather than like talking shit. Because all Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B do is talk shit. Right. Um, yeah. But, uh, man, what would you what would you rate this episode? You know what? I'm going to rate this episode uh, uh, 8.9 I'm right there with you dude I'm doing an 8.9 as well That's, you know it's just it's just nice to listen to an album after after the new villager record uh, it's just nice to listen to an energetic album that gets you in a good mood and makes you feel good about yourself you know absolutely yeah and, and that's what this does man it's it's very effective in that way like it, it recently I found I have a newfound respect for people that can write songs about like positivity and uh, just just like songs about empowerment and looking at the world with a promising light, you know, because like, honestly, I can't I haven't been able to make any songs like that. I've never been able to. And 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 I've I've always been. kind of a hater on music like that because it's so rare that someone can can make positive music empowering music optimistic music that yeah, uh it's right. not cheesy as fuck yes and, exactly. and it just makes me hate it from the jump and um and lizzo is is a really great balance of attitude and uh and pure confidence mm-hmm. but also vulnerable and playful and super positive and i love that combination and that's why i love her as a person lizzo we fucking love you we love you lizzo even if you just became like a personality from now on and didn't continue making music which i hope is never going to be the case but it's just like i like her i already was a fan of her before i ever heard any of her songs you know so (laughs) like that's how much i just love her as a person and i just like i want her to be like a i want her to be like my my motivational speaker or something like I want her to be my hype man or something. Cause I just feel like she just seems very supportive and very positive all the time. And, and I love it how she deals with haters and she's, she's just, she's the best man. I love her. Yeah. I love her too, man. And I, and I love uh, everyone who's listened to this episode. Thank you all for, for listening. You can find us on Instagram, EVP cast, John Luke guitard, Brett Hanrahan, shoot us a comment. Tell us if you, if you liked it, if you hated it, the episode or the album, you know, or us, or or us, just personally, tell your f- if you have a grudge, yeah, put get into my get into our DMs and we'll fucking handle it. Yeah, uh, and, and we'll 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 figure it out. We'll find an alley somewhere and we'll we'll deal it with it like men, <laughs> exactly, or like women. I don't know. Lizzo could probably beat my ass. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. You know. Just like whatever, man. Swords will be involved in any case. And I'll be wearing sandals. 
Yep. Just show that's how with confident couple, I am. With a couple shots of rum in them. Yeah, and a couple toenails painted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, buddies, thank you so much for listening. If you like this, tell your friends about this podcast. We love doing this, and we love that uh, we're you know at least a few people are listening. So we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Stick around. The next episode, I want to keep this kind of you know this kind of motif going a little bit. I want to stay on the on the female led uh, records. But I want to go on the rock side of it now. Um, so on the next episode, okay. we are going to be talking about a band called Sheer Mag, and the episode or the and the album is called A Distant Call. I thought we were doing the guest episode next. Well, oh fuck, you're right. Um, yeah, actually, on the next episode, we, we're having a we're having a, a good buddy of ours on. We're going to be talking about Soundgarden. I think the album's called OK Mega Ultra or something like that. It's Ultra Mega OK. Ultra Mega OK. Um, I think it's their first record, and it's kind of like the one that falls under the radar a little bit. So uh, we're going to be right. talking about that next, but then I'm keeping this fucking train rolling, buddy. I'm going to say it right now. After that episode, we're talking about <laughs> Sheer Mag. We're taking, we're taking a small departure. To, just to, uh, to have a good buddy on, and we haven't had a guest on in a while, and we, and we missed that. Uh, and then Sheer Mag. And what's the album called? That was called A Distant Call. A Distant Call. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, Lucas, this was good. Brett, this was good. <laughs> Bye, buddies. Bye. And a three, and a two, and a one.